Hello, and welcome back to the Ox Unplugged, where we're trying to find first gear in our giant robot car. I'm Crispy Kraut. I am Mr. Jay Witt. I'm Closer. That's Helen, and I'm Crownstraw. Sorry for talking over you. Yeah, you're good. It's all good. Yeah. It all gets washed out in editing. Yes. Um, Just put some of that new editing paint over it. <laughs> oh, they'll... They'll just do... Yeah, edit, edit, spackle. Just fix it in post. I'm sure that 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 works every time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. In no way oh, would yeah. that drive your editors insane. <laughs> yes. And now I have a question for everybody. Yes. Okay. I like ro giant robots. Do you like giant robots? I like giant robots. I dig giant robots. <laughs> Mr. I'm J. Choosing not, I'm choosing not to answer. Well then, <laughs> oh, you're no fun. We all like giant robots. Today's topic: giant robots. If you didn't see the, you know, the name of the podcast, people don't read. It's fine. <laughs> I sure shit don't. Except I usually go with audiobooks because some days it's just like words can't process. Damn you, TikTok. First of all, TikTok. Second of all, um, yeah, we're we're talking giant robots. Um, all kinds of giant robots. Big old rompy stompy robots. Yeah. Yes. We're not talking little robots. We're not talking talking medium sized robots. We're talking giant, big ass motherfucking robots. This is like the power armor episode. The power armor episode will be later. Yeah, so yeah, they're talking like stories. like four four stories or bigger, right? Thereabouts. Uh, more like two or one, and even then, like one and a half to two. I would say giant in the sense that it's giant in perspective of a human. Yes, that's fair. Now, are we just talking actual robots, or are we also talking essentially? Do we need to differentiate between robots, which are autonomous, more or less? I think it's fair enough that you have to say you have to have a human controlling it. Okay, so these are all piloted robots. Yeah. yeah. We're okay. essentially talking mechs, which, I mean, Battletech is probably where most of us are at when we think of giant robots. Or the weebs with Gundam. Oh, gu or Gundam's hey, also. Hey, well, hey, Gundam's hey. my first choice as well, so. Yeah. We, There's this, and we, Gundam we that I like. We don't use labels here. We are all weebs. No, I'm pretty okay. Make I'm pretty okay making fun of weebs. That that is we something I'm comfortable with. Weebs make fun of weebs. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, my intro to giant robots was pretty much anime. Grown up was Gundam and Mecha and all that. Well, if I, you're gonna talk introduction to robots, seeing as how I am the old fart of the of the group. Uh, my first introduction to giant robots would come on in the afternoons during the summer when I was out of school for about about two or three summers. And it was a early import uh, from uh, Japan that originally kind of started to pop up in the 70s and also a little bit in the 80s. But it is a giant robot that uh, let's see here. Eventually, uh, 
was known over there as uh, Mazinger or Mazinger Z, but when they put it in America and dubbed it, it became known as Transor Z, which is this giant, stupid-looking robot um, type thing. But when, as a kid, it was awesome. He had fists that could shoot off like rockets. Dude had a little hovercraft that settled into the top of his head, and that's how he controlled him. Uh, he had this jetpack that would attach, that would allow him to fly. He was amazing. And that was my original introduction to gigantic robots. Hmm. It's dumb looking, but... I think the really, really the biggest one that I can remember for my introduction was... Um, the Power Range episodes when I was a kid where it always ended with the monster going crazy, becoming sick. They get in a giant robot, which is was just a guy in a suit. They play battle and they blow up the guy. Then I think it was Mega XLR, like how I was t well, how I described it, where it was literally just some like redneck uh, um, crazy boy who looks like Guy Fieri going through modern day world where he customized this future robot into a into more or less a hot rod like he, he put his car as the um, as the pilot seat on top of it so he can, and so he just begins to pilot around, <laughs> and he gets all sorts of dumb adventures. Yeah, Megus was a pretty good show. I loved it a lot. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, so it's imagine like the, a robot, but instead of a, it's like this big uh, hot rod type hot uh, robot with like flames and everything painted on it. But yeah. instead of a head, it's basically got a. Uh, Shit! What was it? It's kind of like a uh, a, a uh, no. It was like a Hemikuda, or maybe even like a uh, a Chevelle. Just like this, like the obvious like peak of the muscle car years, muscle car, and it's just like the top and place of its head. Yeah, and the guy was like the guy who owned it was kind of an idiot, but most characters were, including the quote unquote smart ones, like. For example, once, once, a bit of a spoiler, random spoilers, but once he gets kidnapped by pirates, um, and they, you know, they had this food creator or whatever it's called, where, like in um, Star Trek, where they can just, you know, say what they want and then eat it. A replicator. Yeah, replicator. Oh, Star Wars, Star Trek reference. Ding. Um, and he ordered two ultra greasy chili fry hot dogs. Two of them. One he ate. One he saved for later. And when he went back, and when one of them, in which he used to, um, one of them, when it turns out, oh, we're being attacked by pirates, he opens up the gas canister, 
just squeezed the grease out of the food and it turned it into nitro. Or, yeah, because that, that's how that works. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a friend who had a uh, an old, like one of the old Land Rovers from like the late 60s, early 70s, that they had converted to run on cooking oil. I guess that's kind of the same concept. A little bit. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of what my intro to giant robots was. I mean, I think Voltron was probably one of them. Mm. But I, for me, I think the one that really sticks out of my head the most was uh, Gundam on... Toonami, because Toonami was like that, man I miss old school Toonami, but when it first came out, it was like an amazing thing What and was the little uh, the little uh, computer animated host? What was his name? Tom Tom hmm. Yeah He was great I, I enjoyed Gundam not because I had any idea what was going on but I just would like kind of follow it because it looked cool that's Even basically what I my tiny little brain did as a kid, yeah. Yeah, but I, I didn't really uh, keep up with it. Yeah, understand it, and I knew, and I did know enough to know that this, like, there were with Gundam, there were so many like oh, chapters yeah. and versions and stuff. It was like I, it was just too much. But the mod, little models, I had several of the model kits yeah. put together. Yeah, I've got one on my desk, and it's of my favorite from that show, and probably my favorite of all time. And you probably know what I'm going to say because I won't stop talking about it. But mm. when I watched Gundam Wing, there was one mobile suit in there in particular mm. that I really liked. And Give it to us, lay it on us. It was the Tall Geese. The Tall Geese, yeah, badass Centurion looking. Yeah, Gundam. this yeah, this pure white like Centurion looking mobile suit. Just that something about the design, it really stuck with me back then, and it still sticks with me today. Yeah. And it was the way they presented it. It was like, it was the Gundam that was too dangerous to pilot. Like, you know, the, it was too fast. It was too mobile. That it was too dangerous. You're, you're going to kill yourself flying it. Yeah. It's too good. You can't do it, Private. Yeah, it goes so fast. Yeah, then they nerfed that pretty quick. And like, let me guess. Oh, uh, that's that's the thing about anime. It just like it goes from like something reasonable to like, okay, you're fighting like God on the moon, while throwing galaxies at each other. Yeah, Gurren Lagann. Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, the the only um, uh, giant robot anime that I actually like is um, Iron Blooded Orphans, the uh, Gundam I Iron Blooded Orphans. And I was like, oh, it's a nice war story. There's everything's pretty reasonable, but like it's all making sense. And then I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I asked people, hey, what's something else? Like, this was very good. I'd like to consume more of this content. And then they pointed me at Gurren Logan, and I'm like, no, you're yeah. wrong. You no, didn't Gurren listen Logan to what I just, said. Uh... Yeah, I heard a bit too much for me. Yeah, it it started off silly, and I, apparently it keeps getting silly. So I called it really quickly. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those studio trigger things that 
that um goes yeah we're hip and cool and we're gonna do everything over the top and then they i just... hate that about anime i hate the over the top nature of it which is ironic because of how much i like gundam but still yeah and i mean mechs are a maximalist thing it's yeah. what if what if you had power armor but it was bigger yeah we're stronger well, it's, it's faster but legs yeah. and faster i i i call it the the uh dragon ball effect where yeah. you just have to keep increasing the power level and the abilities more absurd than even the last one. That's because because that's all you have. That's what drills the drama. That's Maybe. what people. That's what customers want as well. Yeah, but customers are usually wrong. Yes, they are wrong. But that's still what they say that they want. Yeah, which means you have to go. Okay, is this an actual thing? No. Cool. Yeah, because you're you all because all you're 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 not. When you use that method, all you're doing, you're creating artificial tension and artificial drama. You're not telling a story. You're not, you're not relying on the journey and the, uh, the emotional toll of the characters. You're not tell it's not about them. It's just about, ooh, here's this new shiny, big, powerful thing. What's going to happen? That's, that's all. It's, it's an artifact. Yeah. It's very easy to just be like, no, 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 no. That's what I want. And if that's what you want, great. Have fun. Like. I'm not throwing any shade at that. It's just not my thing. No, I'm I'm not either. I I, I mean, if yeah, sometimes that's just what you want. You know, it's yeah. it's turn your brain off and enjoy it because it's cool and it's awesome. That's how I enjoy Star Wars. But <laughs> but you know, but again, that's why I've never been interested in it because even though the robots were cool, and yes, I'm going to keep saying it that way because I think it's funny. Um, uh, there, oh, it's God. just there's no. It's all sizzle, no steak. To me, yeah. And now, well, as far that, as I'm sorry, Straw. Oh uh, well, I was going to say with uh, on the anime style storytelling, it's mostly due. Well, with Toriyama, it was mostly due to the fact that he had about a a single week to figure out the plot of next week's chapter. Hmm. Like the original Dragon Ball formula was. Throw out that over the top, everyone is overpowered bullshit, and have everyone do silly gags. Dragon Ball was originally a silly gag comic where certain abilities triumphed over other people because, like, well, for one, one of the biggest fights, well, one of the earlier fights, it was this man who stinks. This man never once bathed. He scratches his ass and balls, and then he scratches everywhere else. And just, just peak garbage person. The Krillin, the character with no nose, beats him because, like, first of all, he goes, oh, oh, you stink so bad. And then Goku literally goes, Krillin, what are you doing? You have no nose. Oh yeah, and then he just kicks him. So back to giant robots. <laughs> now, since we brought up Gundam, I, I before we go past it and go, I would like to bring up my favorite Gundam. I think um, I know which, which one was, you're gonna say. You know which one it is, just like I knew you loved the tall geese. But um I the particular Gundam series, the only one that I ever really saw was Gundam Wing. And then after the series ended, they did a movie called uh uh, Gundam was it Endless Waltz? Yeah, 
And in that, they took all the main Gundams from the Gundam Wing series, but they kind of like upgraded them. Like they made them even cooler and more badass. And my favorite Gundam is the Gundam Heavy Arms from um, Endless Waltz. It's just like this giant walking mech covered in missile pods with two giant Gatling guns in each hand. Like it's just, it just, it is just here to fuck shit up. And it I mean, looks bitches awesome. And kill you, and I'm all out of bitches. Yeah, I mean, I just I fucking love it. Like it's just covered in missile pods. It's got four guns in its goddamn chest, in addition to the two giant Gatling guns it it carried, one in each arm. So it's just utter rule of cool. Yeah, well, no yeah. idea, no right. idea where it fits all the ammunition. Okay, the answer is who cares? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I've only, I'm sorry to interrupt, Ed, no, go on, sorry. Nope, I'm um, done. Okay, well, I was about to say, I've only seen the abridged version of the three direct-to-video movies while extremely drunk with friends. <laughs> and... One, I fucking hate those children. Just it's it's anime. It comes with the territory. Not necessarily. I, well, I'm willing to push back against anime inherently being about kids no, or like no. and having well, whiny let's, let's not kids. Go too into the weeds on that because we're yeah. gonna get off into the anime podcast <laughs> and this is giant yeah. robots. So we'll, now, pro can we do that next week? Because I got oh god, if we're talking anime, I uh. I, I have my reasons, but I'm very picky when it comes to anime. I am so, the same way. Anyway, and basically, from what the two who we watched it with, who, you know, love Gundam, said, um, those characters are there. Well, a lot of the stuff that was in Gundam was, one, heavily censored, because, well, well, I think... Because corporate just wanted certain thick features, such as hey, the Gundam, the Gundam you see can uh, can drop a, I think either in its torso, its in its gut, or in its crotch, a jet that can pop out and fly away. That's fun. Yeah, that's Not the yet. only one I've seen. I've also seen, and all I do remember is there's this one character. Oh god, this is going to sound terrible, but um, the running joke we had for her—I cannot remember her name, no more, nor do I really care—was when you cuck your husband with such and such. Think of me. Okay. Because okay. I'm oh, robots. Sorry. Let, let's, let's, yeah, let's, I'm yeah. sorry. Just back to giant robots again. Yeah. I yeah. orange myself while drunk watching that fucking thing. Uh huh. Mm. But Mr. J, being the engineer, yes. uh oh, uh, I'm scared. <laughs> what is the feasibility oh, of, us act, of us actually building something two to three stories tall and having it operate and work more or less uh. in a human like fashion? So, uh, do you, my brain's thinking now. So, okay. 
The original Gundam movie uh, was actually pretty decent. I did enjoy watching it. Not super great, but fine enough. They did have gun, uh, Gundam tanks, basically, where they just had these giant fucking treads and just went backwards and forwards, and that was it. Basically, taller tanks. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen those, like, robotic dog-looking things. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know what more you want to say me to say other than uh, you need a power supply that is way too big, or you need some sort of engine, which is dangerous, mm-hmm. to say the light on a giant mech, or you need, and you need balance, which a lot of the human brain is devoted to like proper balance, at least a good section of it. Yeah. So well, I- you need that as well. So by all so- accounts, Battletech is the proper way to, you know, do shit like that. The way, at least it sounds like the way that they present it is a logical... Yeah. Yeah, it's a more believable... Right. Well, those they're things are basically it. just uh, construction equipment with guns. Yeah. More yeah. or less. Yeah. yeah. They have I mean... a, so you have a giant endosteel skeleton, right? Just like we have bones. And then connecting it all together, you know, with, you know, joints and shit. And then they have the Mayamer bundles, which are simply just, you know, diff- a type of uh, fibrous. I'm a th- I can't remember if they're metal. I think that's a type of metal, basically, that it's a fibrous type metal that contracts and expands depending on the, the amount of electrical current running through it. So you just run that over the skeleton that acts statistically like artificial muscles. We essentially have some similar things now not to that scale. Then you, you build the upright thing, you put slap a gyro, a giant gyro in it to give it some sort of stabilization. You're running on fusion reactors, which should produce enough energy. And then you connect it all to a pilot who is neurologically linked to it to allow it to get to gain a natural sense of balance. So it sounds like a Star Trek level, like, okay, I guess I could see how that could happen and work. It's reasonable enough that someone who doesn't know better would go, yeah, okay, this all makes sense. And someone who does know says, no, 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 that's not how that works. Which is good enough for sci-fi, to be fair. I mean, most sci-fi, it tends to be on the softer side as it is, because if we get into the nuts and bolts of things, it kind of takes away from the story. Yeah. Yeah. No, go on. It's just, my whole thing, I fucking love Battletech. Battletech was my jam back in the late 80s or and particularly in the early 90s and I never never gave up my love of it and there was just something so inherently cool about running around blowing the fuck out of each other with blowing up the fuck sorry um <laughs> with giant robots you know just giant rompy stompy robots you know with you know cannons and missiles and lasers oh my there was just something really really cool about it but if you sit down and really think about it the resources, the technology that it would go in to build just one of those. You could build, you know, do- a dozen tanks and it'd be probably just as effective and far less complicated. Yeah, I think, yeah, because if you're comparing it to like actual thing weaponry and like actual weapon systems, yeah, you want the cheap tank that you can make uh, 200,000 of and then not blink. 
Right. The difference is getting it to places, right? Mm-hmm. When a tank goes to a battlefield, it's being driven to there. It's not they're not driving themselves. Yeah, it's they're similar, being carried. Yeah. So you, it's a similar thing with mechs, and that's this is the only thing where I'm like, I can actually understand this. Because during mechs are basically always a ground faring uh, weapon, right? Right. They they sometimes show up in space, not really. It's just People like them on the ground. Yeah. Um, so what that means is, for a mech to be uh, reasonable, it has to be very expensive to drive it to the battlefield because you're putting a lot more money into a smaller thing. And that's where yeah. I'm like, I could see a mech doing or something similar to the mech of like this ultimate Uber weapon, and just being like, oh, I'm going to put a hundred thousand dollars in because it costs that much to just bring it to the battlefield. It's just like how every time you, with our, our modern Air Force, most of those fighters, for every like hour of flight time, there's going to be like 12 hours of down maintenance time. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm pig, piggybacking, but you're, you're, what you just said makes a lot of sense. Um, they, and, and Tex even mentioned something similar on an, an episode of BPL podcast. Someone asked us, hey, you know, would someone take an Atlas camping, like use it as a Winnebago, you know, live in it? And he was like, that'd be dumb because, you know, you, you don't take, you wouldn't take a mech up into the mountains or what have you because they're not designed to intentionally go those long term sort right. of they, thing. They, yeah. they, break, they break down. It's, they're in. You know, you need supply chains, you need this, you know, you have a high chance of getting stuck in rough terrain. That's why most of the time, mechs are dropped off near the battlefield, and then they fight, and then they're picked up and taken back away. Just like we do with the tanks, just like we do, you know. So, yeah, it, that, that's logical, that, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of then why have... It's not have, fun! Yeah, why, <laughs> have like, something that, why have something that walks upright if you're going to have to carry it to and from just like you would anything else? What's Is this where you start talking about quad mechs? I mean, <laughs> listen, I, listen. I will. I, that that is the that I will die on that hill. That quad mechs are, would be far more effective than bipedal mechs, simply from the stability and being a superior fire yeah. platform. No, I'm not. I agree. I just, in terms of mobility, I feel like they'd be slower. So is a mech. They're, yeah, I mean, well, you know what? <laughs> you know, if you're not a yeah, if you're not a, one of the little guys, I mean. By all accounts, it's like a um, one of those North Pole or South Pole snow rovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's a question for you in terms of mechs. Which do you prefer, humanoid or chicken legs? I think it depends on the mech. Fair. Um, to me, does, what's it look like? Does it make sense? Is there a reason why they built it? Like, if you look... Uh, sorry for anyone who is not a, a Battletech person. But if you look at the Mad Cat, the, the Timberwolf, it makes sense. The way it's constructed, it makes sense. Uh, um, but it the, looks like a human with shoulder pads and wibbly arms with guns on them. But if you look at other mechs um, that are built with, like, uh, other mechs that are sometimes that are built with chicken legs that don't make any sense why it's built that way. It's like you'll have this giant hulking upper top and then these reverse legs that don't make sense why they should be that way. Um, I, I think it if as long as the mech makes sense and and why they gave it those reverse chicken legs, that's fine. Uh, but but that being said, my personal favorite mech, even though there's so many of them, 
and I'm not saying it's the best. It's just the way it looks, the way it's designed, what it does, uh, goes back from when I first got introduced to Battletech, and that's the classic Archer. Uh, heavy mech, giant missile pods on each side. You can just, like, fuck you from, you know, long range. Uh, I don't know why. I just love the look of it. You know, the big, wide-step, heavy feet to give it good, firm planting. Um, it's kind of mech that looks like if it wanted to and you got too close, it could, you know, do some you know, nice little fisticuffs, you know, some rock'em, sock'em mech robot action. A bad choice. I also like the Battlemaster just because it sounds cool, but it's a pretty shite mech. I was going to say, it's more of the basic master in terms of its loadout. Um, man, favorite battle mech. I've had so many over the years, but currently my favorite, and probably my favorite for the foreseeable future, is the Atlas, just because, you know... I like, I like assault, you know, that's usually my strategy when it comes to shit. So, yeah, Atlas has it all covered. So, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of my favorite mech, because I know exactly what it is, what it looks like. I just, I'm shamefully forgetting. My favorite is the urban mech. Oh, really? Hmm? Yeah. Like, unironically, if I were to... Ad- do a cost do a gain that's entirely cost based i would just buy the cheapest urban mech which is ironically clan made or one of the faster ones because they actually give it a good engine and slap a bunch of ac20s medium lasers and what have you and just run around shooting people nice so, my favorite is the catapult. I really like the cat. I don't know why. Whatever, for whatever reason, my brain's been like, nope, that's the one I like. It's, it's got jump nice jets. One. It's got rockets. It's great. I love them. Yeah, it's classic. It's got the giant yeah. rocket uh, missile pods on the side. You can fit it with anything. Yeah. Yeah. I it's a very ver- it's versatile. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's one of the classics. Yeah, yeah. I'm not super interesting, but no, I just fucking like it. That's the one. And like anytime I do anything Battletech, I'm like, oh no, no, no. I'm just gonna put a catapult in here. Does it make sense? No, but I want it, so I don't care. It's like, why not? It's there. Yeah. yeah. I mean No one ever blinks at it and I go, I I just like them. It's the sniper rifle of it's like not a high end sniper rifle. It's like it's not the best. It's, it's not like the a deer worst. rifle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a deer rifle. It's it's good it's, enough, it gets the job done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want something else that's more fancy, you buy more fancy. But yeah, you need more fancy all the time. Oh, uh, you! I basically feel like I always need some sort of like long range boy, and then yeah, just get a catapult. Love them. To be fair, I have been thinking of a of a um. Oh, what's the word? A custom setting or a custom scenario where, um, what's the word? A custom scenario from both of the introductory box set and the and the um, a game of armored combat box set, where the cardboard minis go again up against the actual minis. Where uh, the two D's versus um, the three D's? 
Yes, where there's less 3Ds, but they're in better position, they have better cover, and the 2Ds have to go up to the 3Ds through a large open space to either take an objective or kill them. Mm -hmm. I have I have no one to play with over here, so I tend to... Oh, neither do I. Yeah. I was about to say something, but then I realized it sounded weird. Oh, you're fine. Oh, I'm just going to play with myself with me and my toys. I yeah. uh, don't want to <laughs> say what I was just thinking right now, but... Yeah, let's, 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 we, no, no, let's leave that there. <laughs> we were all playing with our mechs. Yes, we were. that much. So... Since we talked, we've already obviously brought up Battletech. I would like to segue that into another part of my childhood that captured my imagination and I think eventually led me into my love of Battletech, uh, which is on TV in the afternoons when I was a kid for a while. They had this imported serialized show called Robotech. Uh, which was known, which as some people call Macross, but and a lot of the early mechs and models that they used ended up getting its. It was a big licensing mess, but Robo uh, Battle BattleTech used a lot of those same models for their early mechs, and then there got to be this whole thing back and forth, and it was a big hoodoo. Um, but the uh, my favorite early Robotech design was the Macross or Valkyrie fighter, which essentially got reused in Battletech as the Phoenix Hawk or the Phoenix Hawk's LAM land air mech. It is just a badass model. And then the Transformers ripped it off and used it to make the original Jetfire uh, Autobot mech. Uh, it is just an awesome looking. I mean, it starts out looking like this badass space fighter, and then it can convert to this half mech half fighter where it's got legs and arms but it still looks like a jet and then it fully converts into this badass looking robot with this huge sack uh, fucking gun in one arm and it's got guns on each side of its head come on what is not awesome about that it's pretty great yeah I'm, I'm, i've been sitting here trying to think of um like some dumb examples of mech giant robot design that i've I mean, I mean, most of stuff. Look at, from what I've heard of Gurren it ends with a mech piloting a galaxy-sized mech. Oh, that it, shit! Yeah, if that's, you want, it's just very stupid. Well, I, it's meant to be over the top, and if you like acid, you too can enjoy Gurren Lagann. <laughs> um, if you smoke a lot of weed before watching it, I'm sure you'll love it too. Eh, I doubt that, but. Um, I don't know. Most of what I'm thinking is like more like the 50s designs of giant robots, but those are just fun. Like the old school, like... Like Robbie paste. the Robot from uh, yeah, um, like that, Lost in Space. Yeah, but like the giant robot version of that, you know, which it, that's kind of why I liked Big O, because you had like... Oh, that was that such a good up. show. Oh, yeah. Rocket Fist. Or not Rocket Fist, like Pneumatic like the, Fist. The, the big Piston Fist? Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Fallout New Vegas Fisto. Uh, let's not go there. <laughs> and then, uh, then we have, you know, obviously our love of robots lead to things like uh, uh, Pacific Rim. 
Oh, Pacific Rim was pretty great. Yeah, that's because the first one was movie. great. There's a written. Uh, there's a terrible anime too, or a, a 3D. Anime. It's so bad. It's very easy to make extremely awful uh, giant robot stuff. It really is. The, the way the when it works is when you make the robots super awesome and cool. You make the fights cool, but then you have the story about the people piloting the robots. Then it's to me that's when it that's when it's good. When the people become two dimensional and it's all about the robots, then to me that's less interesting. Yeah, it's literally just um tech tech porn versus oh an actual show, an actual yeah. story. You just got a uh, what's his name there? Uh why the fuck can't I remember his name? He's a driver. Anyway, he's just sitting there like, I drift, I drift compatible, just all edgy and shit. Yeah. That was a terrible joke that didn't go anywhere, but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, that's kind of why I liked Vegas, was just because of how it just, you know, it it was just fun, you know? I, I like, that's, that's the thing, it's like, I want to have fun with my giant robots. I don't want it to necessarily be edgy and serious all the time, because it's giant robots, like... Yeah, I mean, you could delve into the military-industrial complex, or you could Oh, like that hasn't been done a 50,000 times? Yeah. Or you just talk another war story, but this time with giant robots. Like yeah. uh, Iron-Blooded or Orphans. Or, or that or, thing that just came out recently. Or you can try to tell a story that's all about uh, choosing your own destiny, uh, making up your own mind who you are and what you're intended for um and a story about sacrificing for the things that you love oh, even the, the iron giant ah. <laughs> superman i am not a gun wait is iron is iron giant a, a, a mecha no he's not piloted yeah. he's not piloted he's but he's a giant robot yeah so i okay. guess we could Technically counts, I guess, for now. I would say the difference... A giant robot's a giant robot, but a mecha, a mecha's a robot that you could pilot yeah. at the time. Although, I, you were talking about practicality of robots earlier. That's a good thought. What about, like, drone mechs? Like, small drone mechs. Not necessarily giant, but... Like, regular drones? Like, a like the drone size of an SUV. Gun? Like the size oh, of the okay. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> not, not, not the Boston Dynamics fighter with like an M16. Well, I mean, that's. I, I can well, buy that. Scary. I mean, we've got um, drone fighter jets now. We have a new I've, drone. drone we have drone bombers. I have seen a person tape a gun onto like a pistol on a drone. Like oh, a. It surpassed <laughs> metal. <laughs> and it did fire bullets. Roomba. <laughs> Roombas with knives attached, and then you make them really big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Release the uh, Claymore Roomba. Oh my god! Oh the my Doomba. god! We well, take a droid from the Star Doomba, Wars, the... and then we attach a lightsaber on it, and you make them fight. Oh, that's horrifying. Just make it spin. It would cut its own. It would cut itself in half. If it's pointing out, 
If you just like tape it on its head so it only points outwards. Tell you what, you can be the one that goes to turn it on. I'm gonna be on the other side of the room. <laughs> no, no, no. That's got a clicker. You just walk over there and click, click. <laughs> it makes a car alarm noise and then it just starts up and then it's horror. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, you just brought up a great point. If you've got a mech, don't you need a, like your own like little security system? Like you, you just don't like climb out of your mech and leave it unlocked where any asshole can climb in and steal it. You got to you know get down and trip trip. You know, <laughs> activate the alarm system. I'm still stuck on the idea of just uh, seeing like a little R two D two walk out and just going, "Are you ready?" And just a lightsaber appears out of his chest and going, "I'm <laughs> coming in for a hug." Oh, like like the little like like the little round port where R 2s eye is. Yeah. Instead of just a lightsaber blade shoots out of that, he just starts spinning his head in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to make that. Somebody make that oh, a thing. That's really uh, there's always the issue of RoboCop's ED two hundred nines. Hey, hey, we had military contracts. We had spare parts for 20 years. Who cares if it worked? Yeah, yeah, that's literally a, a line in the movie where, where the main reason why it's such a piece of shit and so easily dealt with is because it's a piece of shit. That's... I just yeah. love the fact that they gave it the ability to roar. I mean, if I mean, if you get made it roar and then it roars at at the enemy while shooting at it, you're probably going to shit your pants. Now, in all seriousness, we were jo we made a joke about, or I made a joke anyway, about having like you know a, a car alarm on your mech. You know for a fact, out there in the periphery, some of those let's just call them more colorful mech pilots have absolutely put mech nuts on their mechs. <laughs> you, know that they have. you know that they have. Mm. Oh yeah. Just Are they, how would you get big enough though? Just That's shiny and chrome. Don't worry about it. Or you just like use bolts. Or they Where use a bowling ball or like um, <laughs> not bowling just, balls. Fucking just take a couple of, of used AC-20 rounds, oh my you know, God. drill some holes Shell. through them, run some chains through, saw, you know, attach the chains to the bottom. There you go. Could mech you imagine nuts. as you get death from above, from a mech that has <laughs> balls on it, you get crushed, <laughs> and you take an extra point of damage. As you, go, yeah, you get an extra point of damage because you not only death from above, you teabagged from above. <laughs> And the guy's just sitting there like, no, 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 no. It's like a wrecking ball. You don't get it. Wrecking, yes. ball. <laughs> wrecking balls. Yeah, directly to the other guy's cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking option in Battletech. You can have a wrecking ball on your arm. Why on your arm? Have two between your legs. <laughs> you run real fast up to them and just stop and just a wrecking ball comes up. Oh. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> if you if if you fail a piling check, it misses and hit in the cockpit. Yeah, <laughs> that's nut chuck rules. Oh my God! Uh, then then yeah, when that happens, then your mech has to fall over and you have to lay there going. Uh, it's like that reporter that. Uh, 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 
I just, I just pictured like an urban an urban mech with instead of an AC twenty or whatever, it's just like nunchucks on the side of it, and it goes to spin them around, and then it just somehow like knocks the top of it off. Oh God, let me let me see if that's a thing. I hope Num- it is. Nunchuck like, derby. Yeah, or it's like that um that famous video of the one guy who's like trying to do the stunt with the nunchucks, and he ends up like face planting and just stumbles and falls over. Let's see a demolition mech. Demolition man. Uh, wrecking ball origin origin story. Oh, that's a crusher conifex, huh? Um, damn. No, can't find any. Let's just check wrecking ball. Oh, flail. Nice. Let's see. Homer Simpson wrecking ball. High speed. Um, Overwatch. Oh, that that guy. Yeah, the only one. Oh, oh, Urban Mech Flail, a flaily, a flaily mech. Mm, no, there's some Legos, but no, not nothing like that. No, damn, I can't find it anyway. Oh well, here's a question. If there's one thing I know about BattleTech, it's that you, if they haven't found the rule for it yet, someone will make it. Yeah, like kaiju. Oh. Here's the question, since giant robots are so proliferated, I mean, there are so many different things that use a giant robot, giant mecha, whatever, what have you. It's, it's something that we keep coming back to, that we keep recycling the idea in all different ways, different settings, different methods. But why is it? What is it about that that so fascinates and captures the imagination of us as human beings? I have a terrible idea. Uh, it's it's the childhood fascination of looking at a um at a crane and saying, "What if I put lasers on it?" Or it's like, "Hey, let's build a me- a tank, the half of a house, and with a really big gun, and nothing bad could happen." And I swear, why? Why? Because it's the child mentality of. Bigger thus means better, and if it's big, it blows everything up. And if it blows everything up, I see. Yeah, and that's what I I think that come down. I do think it's gets yeah, maximalist. I mentioned it's, that before, and I'm still yeah, sticking with that. We 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 want to by by having this giant mechanized thing that we are in control of. Essentially, we have taken the power we have become more powerful stronger bigger there's something you know it's almost like we are now uh it's uh, it's the god complex that we all we all we all we all want to be bigger stronger more powerful we all want to be able to lay waste to our enemies you know to to feel that feeling of superiority i think there's something wrapped up in that which is why i think more often than not they are all piloted by human pilots you don't see them autonomous because it's less interesting to us if they're if they're autonomous because then we don't identify it with it as well. Whereas if we are in control with it, there's something that speaks to that monkey lizard part of our brains. Yeah, because they're also for the most part anthropomorphized. They're yeah. based on us. Which look at what we're building now as far as robots and stuff. They don't really resemble us that much. Well, mostly because the human body is ri- rather terrible for a robotic. For a robot standpoint, because um, yeah, I remember 
when you have four wheels or four legs on the ground, you don't have to worry about balance. It's like we talked about the human knee an episode or two ago. Like, it's awful. Like, nobody would build something designed the way the human knee is designed. It doesn't make any sense structurally. But yet we keep in visualizing all of our robots to be built as, you know, ver- a, a larger mechanized versions of ourselves. Yeah. Mostly- I've always noticed that whenever I see a robot, like mechs with human hands, and I'm like, human hands are the worst. The only oh, yeah. reason you're doing that is to, it's like, pick up a gun. hands, some clamps. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's got to be a hundred better ways to do it than human fucking hands. Yeah, I, because I'm a huge fan of Sandy Peterson and his work, and he did make a YouTube video, of all things, dealing with this, where where he was talking about, well, one, singularities and what have you, the robot revolution. Let me just pull it up real quick and just send it to you guys so you can um, look at it later. But he more or less said... Yeah, the organic form isn't perfect for a machine because we can can, you know, heal and reproduce pretty naturally without, you know, overcomplicating internals. We can ah. our bodies can have better internals than machines because with machines they break down and someone has to go in and fix it. When someone has to go into a human and fix something, something bad has happened. While with machines, that's kind of standard. Yeah, we. Uh, um, any machine that I make, uh, I we have screws on them so that way we can get in there. Yeah, it's kind of bad to have screws on people. Yeah. Well, unless you're one of those people that need like you know titanium rods and sh- and plates in yourself, then you know well, yeah. you do you. Yeah. Well, I'm, even then, that's mostly because... It's a bad sign, we can say. Yeah. Right. Again, something bad has happened. Posted um, it both in the Ox Unplugged uh, yep. group chat and the Unplugged Privates. I do not regret changing that name, by the way. That's still funny to me. The Unplugged oh, yeah. Privates? Yes. Whoever changed that? No, that was me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> But do we got any mech nuts on them privates? Well, what would be the what's the funniest? What's the funniest thing to have nuts on for a mech? Is it human uh, ball sack, or would you just make it like robot? How would it be robot? How how would it make it metal? Yeah, if you make metal nuts, like metal nuts, you like like actual screw nuts. See, you I'm just have thinking, a couple of them hanging off. I'm just thinking exactly like the ones that I see hanging off pickup trucks where I live, where it's just like it's like a a solid cast, like somewhat human looking set with a hook at the top that you just hang off the back. And yeah. I think you just do the same thing. You just make like a like a human sized set and you just use a crane to plunk, hang them there. I don't regret regret any of this. <laughs> Do you regret me bringing up the concept of give RoboCop, like I said before we started recording, a human cock and balls? That wasn't recorded, so I can't. He had some. (laughs) They just did away with it. It wasn't necessary anymore. 
Well, now they gave him a robotic cock and balls. And every time he he hits, every time he goes in, it sounds oh, like God. steps. Dunk, 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 dunk. Okay. Well, but Robocop isn't a giant mecha, so he's invalid yes. for this argument. Yeah. Yes. He is. Okay. True, well, he's a robot that's being piloted by a man. Actually, is a cyborg a, a mech? Does not count. I mean, no. Uh, no. Yeah, like, a, like I'm thinking human brain just attached to a giant me- a robot body. That's basically what the what Battletech is. You are connected neurologically to your mech. Are you are are you permanently connected? No, but well, neurologically, so. you are you are using it. The mech is, and you are using the power of your brain, your sense of balance, and so forth. To pilot the mech, to give it movement. So, yeah. in a way, you have a cybernetic connection to that, depending on who's writing the story. Um, so, I could see that. Okay, what if it's just uh, to borrow from Futurama? We got a brain in a jar, and that's attached to in the cockpit of this giant mech, and that's what's you know we're using to pilot it. Does I that think... count? Is that a cyborg? Yeah. I mean, I think Word of Blake did that. It did a lot of other things, too. Some things we don't want to talk about. We have fun. Because in my utmost opinion, the whole Word of Blake was handled badly. We're going to go off on a tangent if we start talking about that. It's too late to start that, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Any other... Fun and interesting mechs. Um, I'll tell you the one that got me into BattleTech, which was the Cougar, the the one Scout mech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coug- Cougars got me in, into it. So, um, even though it's but, really yeah. not a great mech in in it's, it's not in, ga- it? in game. No, it looks it, yeah, like it's, it's a plane. Yeah, that's it's like a a jet with legs. I kind of like that yeah. about it. But it's, that was the. It's a very on the it's, box and it's yeah, it's kind of like a smaller mech that is slow with very little armor, but it carries a fuck ton of weapons. So, so it's like, like the urban mech, but shitty. Well, I mean it's a clan mech, so it's not necessarily shitty, it's just it's kind of an all or nothing mech. Yeah. Like like clanners. Yeah. I'm looking at this and it makes me want to throw stuff at it because an urban mech literally can do everything it does and it's cheaper. But <laughs> but there's just well except being 86 kilometers per hour that not even the really good urban mech does that. Why do why do we have so many things? Why do we keep reusing the same trope? Giant mech, particularly not just giant robots. Giant robots that combine with other with other robots to make an even bigger robot. Why is that uh, a thing? Is that just more of the of the the ego centric god complex of okay, we've got this big powerful thing, but now we're going to put them all together to make an even uber more powerful thing? I wouldn't be surprised yes. if it's just to sell more products. Literally, our to- that is an. That is an interesting idea, because instead of selling one toy, you can sell five toys. And then you can have an ultimate toy. Why would you only have three toys? Don't you know? That is actually a, a valid 
point. I had not considered that. Because especially when you think about the fact that when did Voltron come around? When did the Transformers come around? Which, of course, when you think Transformers, you think Devastator, all the other combiners. They all came about in the early 80s when toy companies began creating cartoons to sell their toy lines instead of the other way around. We, we, we would get... Yeah. We didn't get cartoons and then somebody made toys of them. They created toys and created the cartoons to sell the toys. So that's actually pretty brilliant. That's I had never thought about it that way. Of just being uh, awfully capitalistic on the solution. Oh. My childhood is now ruined. Voltron is just, you know, Madison Avenue uh, trying to brainwash me into getting my mother to buy me these five pieces of useless plastic for uh, $9.99 each. I mean, that's literally all most kids' cartoons during that time was about that. It's very sad. I'm sorry. And then the Power Rangers came along, and they just kind of took that to the next level, where it was going to be like, okay, we're going to sell you a bunch of toys that can combine together into a big toy that your kid's going to absolutely want in Christmas. But then we're get the next season, we're going to do away with all of those toys and come out with all new toys that combine and then, with, and those all combine into a totally new thing. And, and then, then you have to kill off Optimus Prime to make the new stuff. Oh my God. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> do not besmirch the good name of Optimus Prime. He came back. Optimus lives, okay? Okay. Yes, they awesome. killed him for a while, but then they realized that they had to bring him back. But I'm just talking about how the Power Rangers do it, where like the show was on for like 20-something years, and it's like the end of every season when the next one came around, they did away with all the whatever vehicles they had and came out with all new ones. So it's like every year, parents had to keep buying shit to keep their kids happy. Or yeah. it was just an easy Christmas present. Or consumerism. Or both. Or all. Well, you know, grandma always needs, grandma never knows what to buy Jimmy. So, you know, if this new thing, she, she knows that Jimmy likes the, the, the Power Rangers. So when the new gizmo comes out, she'll just buy Jimmy one of those. Or if it's an old one. Okay, that's fine too. I mean, it's a rare one that the kids never, all these other kids don't know about. So I'm cool now. Man, I just think about all the Transformers I bought when I was a kid. I, I was broke as fuck. I couldn't buy any of that shit. Well, I was lucky enough to get like one or two for my, for my like birthday. birthday. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I never bought any. No, now what I did buy, because they were cheap, because they were small, they were like three bucks. You could get the GoBots. Oh, yeah. You know, that was the, the Kmart brand Transformers, basically. Um, yeah, they were awful. But they were cheap. Yeah. So. There is one uh, show that I'm like, I don't know if this counts, but do you guys know what battle bots are? Uh, oh, okay. talking about the you talking about the TV show where people build yeah. robots and they fight? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if those counts count for mechs, but to Not me, giant robots. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 they're like little RC car level stuff. Uh, but to yeah. me, the RC weapons that they make. The weapons that they, you build for them, that's a, where I'm like, no, no, no. If you build a mech, that's what you build instead. If you just build, like, just a pick that jams into there and just breaks everything. Mm -hmm. Or you build one that's got a giant rotating drum 
with flails on it that yeah. like it just, just that you just you when it anything it hits it just completely thrashes yeah that oh. to me i'm like that would be the best way to do this just like well, no 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 i'm gonna fuck this one thing up real bad solaris it's solaris yeah. yeah but but see to me what solaris is interesting when you do the melee mechs like you're talking about not get don't worry don't all the weapons oh, uh, get rid of that real quick real quick uh solaris is a one rough it's just a combat arena inside a battle tech yeah it's it's yep. a plan yeah it's, it's their whole game chainsaw murders sorry i just needed to explain that one yeah yeah if you're, it, it's no. essentially it's gladiator combat in mechs as a sport and everyone and, loves it yeah Imagine NASCAR, but the cars blow each other up. I was Sorry, I, I, I entirely distracted you. Halion, uh, go ahead on what a Solaris 7 weapon specifically would be. Oh, but like, yeah, just I'm thinking instead of because the way they present it is they still lean more into the mechs are still shooting at each other. But to me, what makes way more sense because you were in confined space is take all the weapons off. Take all that, add that to that weight into armor, and just go in and just beat the crap out of each other. You know, it's it's MMA, but with four story tall weapons platforms, you know, humanoid mechas, you know, with chainsaw arms or, uh, you know, uh, giant spikes or swords, whatever. Just like really going at each other like that. That would be it's, interesting. It's all chargers. Oh god! <laughs> it's the charger battle rumble. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense if they're all chargers, because, you know, the chargers are pretty damn cheap to maintain. My favorite description of someone saying, like, no, 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 the charger actually has a, not in-universe thing, but, like, a rules thing, because you're like, if you just go, like, 500, like, 300 kilometers an hour, and you hit them, you can do, like, 50 damage just in one hit. Because of the weight, and he's like, "No, no, you just bowl them over." You know, yeah. I mean, I know not everybody here may be familiar or even played, but uh, MechWarrior Online Uh, been around now for almost eleven years. In its early days, there was this dynamic uh, that became known as Dragon Bowling, where there was physical collision with physics in the game. And players would take the dragon, which was a kind of a low set um, heavy mech that has a giant like protruding uh, chest, basically like this big wedge in front of it. And they would just run as fast as they could at other mechs, particularly even assault mechs. And if you got enough uh, speed? distance and speed and you could build up some a head of steam, if you hit the other mech, you could literally knock them down. And like it, that's why they, they started calling it dragon bowling because it became a strat where you could run up, knock a, knock somebody over, and then while they're laying on the ground before they can get up, you shoot. You know, basically you blow them away. And they had to take that f- out of the game because it became an exploit. Yeah, that seems pretty good. I mean, you could have. I mean, they could have you know alternatives such as oh just running at them and then increases more heat while, well, no, they just charged at people instead of, you know. Yeah, the issue is that humans, like, we like playing the the game to, to shoot the guns, not not necessarily that. Which is very sad, but also, it's a game, so it's fine. Yeah. 
I would argue we play the game to win, and anything we can use, mm. to, anything we can exploit to let us allow us to win is fun. Yeah, of course. Until they change it. Yeah, of course. I mean, this kind of reminds me of a game called Your Only Move is Hustle or Yumi Hustle, where where they're very, very much a... uh, What's the word? Like, design it on the seat of your pants sort of thing. Hmm. Where it's a turn-based fighting game where you get all the information you need or you want and it goes and it has set amount of frames before it stops and then lets you choose to do something like I choose to go in this direction and do this strike or what have you. Well, the problem was with one of them was people figured out like, they do this spam, spam, spam attack. And then whoever, you know, is still alive, do this next thing. I don't remember exactly what happened, but after a couple of different, you know, changes, modifications, they doubled down on, yes, you can do that, but it has a cost. So I don't know. That just reminds me of some games choose to just get rid of some a feature versus implementing that feature because the players are still using it, but then going, okay, you can do this, but sort of scenario. Man, how did we get into rule sets for Battletech? <laughs> uh, what because, like? Because people want to use their mechs, right? Yeah. So you have to know, go, well, how exactly are you using it? Why? Like, I get it. What? Do you think it's likely that we will at some point come up with something akin to a mech to use for, in, you know, in a, in a military fashion? I'm not saying uh, like exactly like battle, to, battle mech, but something akin to it. I mean, maybe. I can definitely see drones taking off. So maybe something involving that. Or maybe some sort of um, construction equipment. Kill dozer mech. Dun dun dun. Yes, that that exists. <laughs> um, Wait, there, there is a uh, a group in Japan that have been working for about ten years now uh, against a opposite group in uh, here on the west coast to finally build. And develop their own battle bot, like full sized, like giant, not quite battle mech, but you know, big giant, near enough robot. So that when both of them eventually get, you know, these builds, you know, good enough that they can operate, they're going to have a giant battle royale between these two mechs. And one of them, uh, I'll post right there. Looks like kind of like a cross between the uh, the term the one of the Terminator uh, killers from the Terminator uh, movie and the uh, oh that's thing yeah. from Aliens yeah that's actually a human being in that and piloting that so you've got these both of these teams that have been working on this for a while I wish I had a picture of the other one from the Japanese team oh the the Kuritas. yeah I know what you're talking about and I'm just like it's like somebody's gonna do it. 
but I don't think yeah. we're ever going to see widespread adoption by any military of like a giant bipedal, you know, mechanized yeah. robot. I just, I think it's too complicated and I think you run into too many issues when it just makes more sense to, like you said, Crispy, we can either spend billions of dollars to make this one very specialized thing, or we can make a hundred thousand drones that can be more effective than it. Yeah. Unless the one billion dollar thing is a super flat gun that can go delete, 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 delete every that's second. A, yeah, but that's the perfect weapon thing, which is never a thing. So right. yeah, and you still got to get it into battle. Where if you can, that's while true. you're bring, while you're bringing your super flat gun into battle, my fleet of dozens upon dozens upon dozens of drones are going to just be kamikaze into it until it's gone. Yeah. Um, oh, there was a guy who was talking about this and, um, about this. He, he used to be a part of the military and is kind of a huge nerd about military things. And he was describing, okay, this, this famous idiot said this, why did he say it like this? Well, it's kind of sort of right. Sort of. Like, he was talking, I believe, about how some people have been going, tanks are death traps, but the whole thing, issue with tanks are death traps is that war itself is a death trap, and would you rather be in a giant metal container, or would you tanks rather... Tanks are death be traps, but what else do you have? Yeah, yeah it's literally that. It's because he described it as back in the day, tanks had about five, six um, layers of defense, not just, you know, armor, but mobility, um, how well the enemy can aim, how well the enemy can see you, how well the enemy can actually find you. And within modern technology, um, you only got about two layers. Because, let's see. Pulling it up now. All right, survivability onion. The first layer, don't be there. Second layer, don't be detected. Third layer, don't be acquired or identified. Third layer, don't be hit. Fifth layer, don't be penetrated. Sixth layer, don't be killed. And due to the fact of modern technology, that onion has gone all the way down from don't be there, don't be detected, don't be identified, to don't be, just don't get penetrated. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so it's very easy to be spotted, seen, hit, and all that. So now all tanks can really hope for is don't get penetrated and don't get killed. So, and of course, again, it's all about costs. It's the worst game of pin the tail on the donkey I've ever heard of. Very. What does this have to do with giant robots? Um, giant robots are bigger, better tanks. Ah. Uh, Our bigger tanks doesn't mean better tanks. Yeah. <laughs> maybe faster a good chance maybe well, well i think we know that they're not the most practical thing in the world 
Yeah, it's literally cool stuffy robots. Who gives a shit? Yeah, there's a reason why. There's a reason why in the BattleTech universe, tanks are very much still a prevalent, and they still exist because they're they're a little bit easier to blow up, but they can bring all the same firepower that a mech can, uh, and they're just but at a lot cheaper cost. I had a guy I, I used to play with, and. Typically, when you'd play like in a tournament, uh, essentially what they do is they'd set a tech level, so you can't have any tech beyond this year, and then they would set a tonnage limit. You know, you can't, you or your team cannot bring more tons than this. And then other Ooh. than that, it was pretty much up to you. And so, like, I've seen, so like say, we played in a tournament where it was a 70-ton limit. That's all I have 200,000 people. You could bring up, you know, <laughs> 70 tons. To a, at a basic tech level. Well, what he did was he went and he took his 70 tons, and there's this little hovercraft called, called a Savannah Master that has a small laser on it. And it weighs like, I think, a ton, maybe two tons. But it's really fast. Like, if you breathe on it, it blows up. But it's got a little small laser. So he just says, great, I'm going to bring 70 Savannah Masters. 90,000 Seabills. And he just swarm attack because they're cheap and they're basic. And he just swarm attack. And yeah, he would lose one, you know, several every round. You only have but, so many bullets. But he could just swarm attack anybody because, granted, everyone hated him because it took forever. They finally made mm-hmm. him start rolling up where he would do it like every attack was like 10. Uh, so instead of rolling for one. Um, but yeah, he just like rolled over with cheap. Small, simple, but with more numbers. Oh, there are yeah. five tons of those fuckers. They're just like, oh. so you There's, can just bring a whole bunch of them. They go 216 mile, kilometers per hour. That's 21 hexes. <laughs> <laughs> oh you God. can't fucking hit them. No, that, and that was his point. He's just like, I'm just going to swarm them like a bunch of gnats and just mm-hmm. pew, 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 pew. And it was. It was rather impressive how quickly he he got through and he won the tournament. What what's that movie where the the kid gets swarmed by the bees? The bees, oh, okay. not uh, the ex- bees. Okay, that's a better example. It's it, just yeah. It also it's, reminds me of I think Tex was talking about someone who just made a bunch of chain guns, machine guns, and he's like, no, 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 no. If you just start fishing for crits, this is a lot easier. You know, <laughs> back in the day, you. Everybody remembers, everybody who played the early MechWarrior games remembers MechWarrior 2. That's the one they really, you know, like delved into the clans and also that. I never had MechWarrior 2. I never played it. It's the only one that I never owned. But I did have MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries. And the cool thing about that particular game, unlike a lot of the latter games, is it was very much sandbox in mech construction, similar to how the original tabletop was. As long as you had an open slot and you had tonnage, you could put whatever you want in there. And so I figured out it was kind of a game breaker. You could take an Annihilator, a 100-ton mech, and you could just slam it full of machine guns. Like every open spot, machine guns, and then put as much ammo as you could carry. So it would have like 20 machine guns. And so as as long as you something got close enough, you just burned it down instantly. Just burned yeah. it down. And you just really hope you don't have a wet an ammo explosion. Yeah, well, usually what you do is you would just kind of wait, let it get close, and then you would step out and burn its legs off 
and then it would fall down and then you could just shoot it until dead or walk up and stomp it mm. yeah it's, it's what they it's one of BattleTech's unspoken rules of don't be an asshole and just have fun but there are certain discrepancies within the rules. Like, as you said, you can just sandblast off limbs and then just curb stomp them to death. Welcome to I do the podcast. I do think that that's a very important thing about mechs, which is that they're not human bodies. So if a mech loses an arm, it's totally fine. But if a human loses an arm, it's a very big deal. Oh, and yeah. that, Why that do they always... It means you can be a lot more violent in things. Right. Yeah. But you, and again, now here's here. I will point out then exactly to what you just said. Would it not make more sense then? Why do you, why would you put the cockpit in the head? It's an obvious weak point that if you kill the meat save the metal. So you just blast a mech in the head, blow it off. Now you've got a mech that you can salvage because it's can't do anything because it's pilot's dead. Wouldn't it make a lot more sense to either put the pilot somewhere more in the chest in a more protected area or not even have a head at all what's the point not, uh, it doesn't because, have to be humanoid well because if it does is you, have cameras yeah they, yeah. they do and there, okay. there, now there does exist in BattleTech. there is in once you get past the original rule books there is the option you can have a torso cockpit you it's small it's cramped um you have to um, there's all these other, you know, some modifiers to it. You also have to use other small equi other equipment in order to make a torso cockpit fit. But it's possible to have one in later rule books. You just don't ever see it because you know it's more obvious and fun if the head is in the cock as the quick the head and the cockpit are are the same because then you of course can get headshots. Yeah, and even then you gotta remember when you're dealing with an actual person, it's easier to shoot them in the in the chest than, you know, in the arms and the legs or, you know, the head. Now I'm just thinking of that, uh, was it Zone of the Enders, where the cockpit is literally in the cock. It's <laughs> literally the crotch of the robot. What is this? Zone, hold on. I'll, I'll find a picture of it, but there's, it's literally a mech where the cockpit is in the crotch. In that case, I'm going to close in and go for a cock shot. Oh, it's it's literally just an airplane, but as a fucking, but the airplane's yeah. cockpit is in the dick. Here, I'll, I'll post it. There we go. Oh, no. Yeah, it's this dumb as oh. shit. Oh, oh no! Oh. It's just gonna get kicked so quickly. Right. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah that that doesn't look smart. If you if you pelvic thrust somebody, would that be a kamikaze attack? Man, you wouldn't want to go dirty dancing that way. And to be fair, That's... from it, this isn't like big, stompy, slow-ish robots that can. That's a um, fast anime robot. Yeah, that's a fast. Yeah, it looks like Dragon Ball. But you can't run right with that because you can, your legs can't be near together. You're going to have to run like. Like oh, you, got, you gotta wobble back and forth yeah, the entire wobble. time. <laughs> it looks like every if they're moving, they're flying, sort of thing. Yeah, that, there's no way that mech walks. If it walks, it's gonna it's gonna do the walk as somebody who just shit their pants. <laughs> or they the per, the pilot inside is just gonna vomit. <laughs> there's no in between. Yeah, 
It looks, well, to be fair, those hips look rather feminine, so... Oh, mother bearing yeah. hips. Yeah. Neck bearing hips. Uh, so... Aft. bearing hips. I was listening to someone who, uh, they figured out that they could make a uh, mech with enough tonnage and storage space to store a smaller mech on the inside. Oh my god. Or like, they were Nesting like, I can, <laughs> yeah, they were like, I think I can, we can fit a tank in here. Hang on. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. That would yeah. be a fun match. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, actually, I'm going to put this tank down. Mechception. <laughs> it's Mech-ception. literally, watch as I transform into mech. Why didn't I use this <laughs> mech before? Shut up. And then opens up like a Pokeball and a Demolisher (laughs) comes out of it. The Urban Mech head pops open and the Elemental flies out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just that I could see it now. The head pops out and it's just like a little swarm of Elementals. It's Master Blaster, dude. That should be a thing. We run Barter Town. Urby Urby, uh, Urby 2C. You should be able to pop the head on it like a like a little uh, like Oscar like the Grouch. Ball. Yeah, like Oscar the Grouch pops out of the uh, trash can, but instead of Oscar, the head pops off, and it's a bunch. It's a whole star of elementals. That's a that should be a thing. Oh, that would be fun. It'd be so good. It's funny. It's funny that the Irby Two C is technically cheaper than the Irby. Is it? Yeah, um, the Irby Two C. Cost one million forty five four hundred fifty six thousand, while the regular Irby is one million four hundred and seventy one thousand. It's technically um. Let Let's do the math. Oh Cal- God, math. Uh, it's a calculator. Don't worry. That That doesn't make me feel any better. Yeah. Ah, don't be a wuss. It's just, ah, don't be a wuss. It's just numbers. It's technically. I 50, don't like numbers. <laughs> the Irby 2C is 15,600 C bills cheaper. Okay. Um, I am good on this topic for a bit. I don't know if you guys are. Yeah, yep. I'm kind of like. Yeah. yeah. I, I can feel the energy dipping. I think mm-hmm. I think we've said all we can say about giant rompy stompy robots. Yeah. For now. It's been an hour and let's it's see, twenty-one minus forty-five. It's been a while. Yep. An hour and all twenty-four right. minutes. Something all right. like that, yeah. Um so this has been uh the auxiliary unplugged. Any final thoughts? Uh Make sure to lock the doors in your mech so it can't be towed. Oh, thank God that's over. I'm going to Waffle House.